Greetings to you, my dear brothers and sisters, with love of Lord Jesus Christ. I am so happy to be in this place uh, and to see all of you. Uh, I'm so happy that God bless us, our family, with a new family. Uh, and uh, I'm happy that people in Ireland love God, people love God, and they want to follow Christ and to serve him. And you know that today I want to talk with you about one important topic. Uh, sometimes we think that one thing is important, other not. But, and today we do the same thing. We try to build a kingdom of God. Uh, and foundation for this is Jesus Christ. And when we do something, it's important sometimes to have one uh, very important thing as a unity. And today I want to to talk with you how to achieve spiritual unity in the church. And the first, uh, I want to start from two examples that illustrate how, how could we achieve unity and how could we lost unity. And the first example is example, oh, sorry. yeah, it's an example of a group work, it's a moon landing. In 1969, NASA's Apollo 11 mission marked remarkable achievements in human history. The first manned lunar landing. Astronauts Neil Armstrong, Edwin Buzz Aldrin, and uh, Mitchell Collins were part of a cohesive team that worked closely together to accomplish this historical moment. The collaboration teamwork and unified efforts of the team resulted in the successful landing on the moon, illustrating how group co cohesion can lead to extraordinary achievements. And we see in this picture that people do great things that before they didn't believe that it's possible. But sometimes we think that this man is great, yeah, because he did it, yeah? But behind this, Behind, we can see that behind this result was thousands of people who worked united, who do things together. And because of their works, this achievement became reality. And that's why it's really important sometimes when we want to get unity, when we want to get results, we should have a unity together. And the second example, it's an example uh, of a split in a group. It's a, the breakup of the Beatles. In 1970s, con contrastingly, the uh, legendary music group, the Beatles, faced internal conflict in the early 1970s, uh, leading to their eventually breakup. Disagreement over musical direction, individual ambitious, and personal difference fueled envy, discord, and pride among the band members. And in 1970s, the Beatles officially announced their separation, leaving millions of fans disappointed. This instance serves as the point, uh, poignant example, poignant example of how even the most talented and successful collect collectives can dis uh, disintegrate due to the internal dispute. 
And we see that in one result, people had unity and got a good result. Yeah? In another case, we see that people had something special. They was famous, had a good music, but then as a result, they lost everything because of selfishness and self-ambitious. And from this story, we clearly see that until we clear see that unity leads to create uh, to creation and quarrels pride and personal ambitions leads to division uh, the same uh, the, the same branches or the same uh, cheers like in our uh, church yeah uh, and we we should understand that what what should we achieve and unity is important not only for this world, for believers. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, I do not pray for I do not pray for this alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their words, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that, we, that the world may believe that you sent me. And it's will of God that we, we should be united. And we have a question. How can we achieve the unity in the church? How can we achieve it? And to answer this question, let's read the Word of God that's uh, written in the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 to 8. Philippians, chapter 2, from first to 8 verses. And here we read the next words. Therefore, if there any consultation of Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, like having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish, ambitious, or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other between them than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for interest of others, the humble and exalted Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the, uh, in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and, beca and became obedient on the point of death, even the death of the cross. And this text tells us two, two steps, about two steps, uh, what we should have in our life to achieve the unity in the, Christ, in, uh, in the church. And the first step, it's a transformation of our thoughts. Philippians one, one, uh, Philippian 2, 1 uh, to 5. 
And the Apostle Paul draws our attention in this text to the motives that move us. People in this world are often motivated by wrong motives. Such motives as a pride, egoism, personal ambitions, uh, and love, love to glory. And the Pharisees prayed on the street corners so that people would see them and honor them. Polit politicians make decisions based on profit and personal ambitions. People smile at us and trying to sell us something uh, and force us to, to do what is profitable for them. And egoist, due to the pride and vanity, seeks fame and popularity and has an inflated self-esteem. Some of Christian disciples wanted to rule in, in the kingdom of God, in his kingdom, on the right and the left hand. But Paul argues that this type of thinking is not com compatible with the Christian life. And when Jesus came to earth, he preached the kingdom of God. He said that you should have the opposite, different mindset. This is the place where the rules of this world do not apply. And people of this world think about themselves, their own will. And people of kingdom of God think about God's will, about their neighbors. Ambitious people of, of this world exalted themselves, but God's children exalted the heaven father. The main distinguished feature of Christian is motivation, their motivation. Jesus said, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love among each other for one another. It's a John chapter 13, uh, 30, verse 35. And the fuel that sets our life in motion should be love. When we loved someone very much, we are ready to tolerate his mistakes, forgive his misdeeds, and pay no attention to thoughtlessly spoken words. When Christ spoke to his disciples, he taught them that in this world people want to dominate, but let it not be among you, Jesus said. Whoever wants to be first among you must be servant of all. Our Lord had such thoughts. You and I should have exactly the same thoughts and the same mindsets. And Jesus washed the disciples' feet as, as an example of service. He wants us to think and act to this, in the same way. The same way. And church, you change your thinking. If early we only listened to ourselves, now we are ready to listen other opinions, opinions of other people. If you thought that we were the smartest, then now we respect other people's ideas. If before we wanted everyone to serve us, now we should be ready to serve other people. One day, I met two brothers from my church in Ukraine, uh, discussing one sister's jewelries and clothing in the church, and then other brothers' misbehavior. They said that the church was a Titanic that was sinking, but at the, at the same time, they, these two brothers did not nothing 
to serve in the church. They just condemned everything what the pastor did. They talked about this in the presence of unbelievers, and it reminded me of the behavior of my little boys, my sons, when having done something wrong, they pointed fingers of, of each other. And at this moment, my wife tells them that one finger shows to another, but other three points to yourself. Yeah, and we are citizens of the kingdom, must understand that we must think differently than people in this world think. We need to understand that only by understanding God's love for us can we learn and to love other people. We must be begin to pray about this, that God sent love in our heart to other people, to see their needs, to see their, uh, how, how God looks at them. We must begin to pray about them and so that the Lord will fill our heart with love for his word, for him and for the people in the church. Let this become part of our daily prayer. God teach us to love, fill our hearts with love for people in the church and transformation of thoughts from pride, selfishness to love. And this was the first principle on the path to the unity in the church. If we will love each other, if we will try to understand each other, if we will look on each other with points of view of God, then we will be united because we will, we will not pay attention or on people wrong things or doings. We will try to help people. And the second step on the path to the unity in the church is a transformation of the role model. When we go to the YouTube or other social networks, we see that famous people here and there tell us how, how to live correctly. Be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do this and do, and uh, you will become, do this and you will become like Elon Musk. Uh, and every person has certain image, idols for, to follow. And mass media promote the, their way of thinking uh, and life. Often, this is this are selfish, ambitious, and people who are ready to go to the great lengths to achieve their goals. And many people follow them. But the Word of God says that for us as believers, there is no most worthy example to uh, to follow. This example is Christ. And we read in the Word of God. Next words. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of bond, bond servant and coming uh, in the likeness of man. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross.
And the first manifestation of Christ's unity with God, the Father, was the manifestation of humility, and humility at the moment of incarnation in a human image. The first, the first Bible calls it the incarnation of God in human flesh. And Jesus was born not in a royal chamber where only the cho chosen could come to him, but in the manger where everyone could get access to the Savior. And this is a very symbolic step. Each of us and you too can turn to Christ today for helping and asking for forgiveness of your sin. For this, you do not need to go somewhere to Jerusalem or ask for holy people. God gives you the opportunity today to call on him from where you are. And this was the first stage of humility and obedience uh, to God the Father. The next stage of Christ's humility was his life on the earth. And we read that and we read that uh, he was born in a manger, and this was, uh, and there is, there wasn't no room for he, him in the hotel. Herod the Great wanted to kill him because of which the Messiah's parents were forced to flee to Egypt. During his life, Jesus had nowhere to lay his uh, head. Other people wanted to use him so that he would feed them, heal them, and, and, and uh, them from illnesses. And his disciples denied him. The, and the second one was sold for 30 pieces of silver. In the end, he was abandoned by all. But despite all this, Jesus taught them and set an example of how they should treat each other. People in this world People in this world look to, and, uh, to other people who use them, but we, want, we have a perfect example that has come to serve us. Not Arnold Schwarzenegger, not Elon Musk. Therefore, let us look to Christ. Jesus set an example of love and his obedience to the will of the Father and show us the example of unity with Father. And he was united and obedient to Father until his death on the cross. Today we talked how to achieve spiritual unity in Christ. And the first principle is the right motives, which are love, mercy, and compassion expressed in serve, service to other and God. And the second is the correct example. And this is example is the Christ example of Christ who came showing unity with the Father and served us until the death. And the second question is, what now? If we understand what Christ did, if we understand how, which mindset of Christians should be, what now? If you are if you are a quest of uh, our gathering, guest of our uh, gathering, uh, you have not yet accepted Christ Jesus. 
uh, as your Lord and Savior, then today God calls you to do this. so. You hear it about the uh, sacrifice of Jesus, about his incarnation and death for you on the cross. He did it for you personally, to save you from your sins. Christ came to serve us so that you no longer live for yourself, but for him. That is, that's why the word of God calls us to repent. Invite Christ into your heart. Say that you are grateful to him for everything. The first step to unity with God is repentance. You should understand that you are a sinner and you need God's grace. You need to say, God, not my will, let be, but your will. And it will be the first step for unity with God. And the second is, dear brothers and sisters, understanding what Christ did for us, his humility, his hu humility and observance of unity. We need to analyze our thoughts, actions, feelings to see if they reflect God's thoughts. Let's ask ourselves the question, what drives me in the pr process of relationship uh, in the church of God? Do I serve my brothers and sisters as Christ did? Does it happen that I magnify myself with my words, thoughts, desires? Does my behavior lead to unity in the church? Or does it build it? Let's pray and ask God to teach us to love him and our neighbors. I invite you to join A small Bible study groups so that together we can reach God's understanding in unity. Let us pray and ask God to send us wisdom in our hearts, how we can promote unity in the church. Let's pray that the Lord will give us love in our hearts so that we can serve each other as he did. Amen. My dear Lord, thank you for this possibility to be in this place, for the church, your church that you created for all these people. I know that all of them love you and all of them want to follow you. And I ask you that you bless this church to be united. Help us to love each other. Help us to serve each other. Help us to have your mind. Change our hearts. Change our thoughts and help to, to look on you, on your example that you show in, on the cross. Help us to, to be a servant for you and to follow you, to understand what you want from us and help to follow you and glorify your name in any place where we, we are present. I ask in the name of Father and Son and Holy Spirit, Amen.